So I'm here today with Ken Wilson, right, of Perkins and Will. And Ken and I were just talking, trying to figure out how long we've known each other. And it's it's over 20 years. Not that we're that old, but maybe maybe we are getting a little old, Ken. I don't know. But it's a state of mind, John. It's a state of mind, you're right. So uh, anyway, I asked you pretty early on. I said, hey, you know, I'm doing this podcast. Will you, can you like jump on and, and join Verda and me for an episode? And do you remember this conversation? And you're like, you know what, John, you know, I'd love to, like nothing, I'd have a blast. And, but I'm more of a generalist now. And there's other people at Perkins and Will that, that, you, that you could talk to who are in the weeds on this stuff, specifying product. And, and, you know, I mean, if you need me to, you know, I'm there for you, but maybe not. <laughs> And Did now, yeah, now here you are, man. See, sooner or later, you can't dodge the reaper. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to like break some dishes, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. Glad to have you. So I want to really talk with you. We don't have a lot of time. You know, this is going to be a short little segment, but um, I really want to talk with you. I want to kind of go back in time because you started Envision in 1999 and that was a your firm was all about sustainable design correct that was your mission and what was the like what made you wake up one day and decide that you were going to start practicing sustainable design well um i I mean to be honest i i've always in my life um had a strong appreciation for the environment uh i uh Grew up in a small town in yeah. Arizona and got outside a lot. I spent my you know, life as a kid outside. I was a Boy Scout, was an Eagle Scout, actually. And Somehow loved, I think I knew that. <laughs> loved I have a lot of respect out, for Eagle Scouts. <laughs> loved to be outside. It was, it was a great training as a young kid about nature and how to live in, outside and, and all of that. And, uh, and then I uh, became an architect and um, uh, I uh, have spent uh, the majority of my professional career in Washington, D.C. And um, in Washington, D.C., there just happens to be a lot of associations and nonprofits and sort of mission-driven organizations. And yeah. they yeah. ended up being clients of mine. And um, a lot of times, you know, they have to be very careful in what they spend their money on. They're, they're, yeah. and, and so we were doing things that ended up being sustainable strategies before I really thought of them as sustainable strategies. Like um, if, you know, we would go into a space and it's like, well, how would, how should we, how can we build out a space for this nonprofit who's really focused on their mission, doing good work and uh, do it, uh, as cost effectively as possible, you know. So it was reusing materials, reusing lights, you know, yeah. using simple materials in creative ways. I'm condensing a very long story into That's a few words. That's the whole words. point of it. I told you we only got 20 <laughs> minutes. But uh, I ended up starting my own firm. Okay. Uh, called Envision, Envision, and um, and our first project was to do the headquarters for Greenpeace. And that was the first client I ever had. It's kind of a badass association or badass it, organization. It is. I mean, right? if you want to jump into uh, sustainable design, yeah. having Greenpeace as a client was a good way to do that. Yeah. And um, it was great. And and we had to interview for the project, but I think um, we had a tremendous amount of passion 
Uh, and I think that came through in the interview. And and uh, I think it's fair to say the people that work at Greenpeace are passionate They're good, about yeah. what they do. Yeah. So we did that project, and it was great because we we're just starting our firm, and uh, we weren't bogged down with other issues and things like that. So we could totally focus on one project, yeah, which is yeah. a huge luxury to have. Yep. We started thinking about things really differently. We said, okay, so much about the way designers work is is by rote, you know, and the DNA between one project and another project is really similar. There are few changes. I mean, every project yeah, has a floor and walls. Yeah, that's the design process. Windows, yeah. light fixtures, yep. Yep. doorknobs, you know, yep. everything. And it's just a few minor changes. So the DNA is really similar. But we said, let's question every single thing that we do and take the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of this serendipitous moment where we could do that. Yeah. We can take that time and we said, okay, what is, let's start at the floor. Like, what is the most sustainable flooring that we can have? You know, uh, is it carpet? Well, carpet's made out of nylon. And, you know, is that a good yeah. thing? Is it petroleum product? Do we use wood? Wood, oh, we're cutting down trees. And then, yeah. you know, you started yeah. to learn things that were not on anybody's radar at the time, but they were on Greenpeace. Like, Greenpeace said, well, there's this wood, there's this, there's this thing called the Forest Stewardship Council. So that, they told you that about monitors. that. And that's where I first learned about FSC Wood. And I can okay. guarantee you, no one was talking about that no, at all not, in our industry, not, not, but Greenpeace yeah, was. Yeah. And they knew about it. And they said, as long as it's FSC Wood or if it's reclaimed wood, so, it's right. okay. So how did you, so think about, we were talking about this too, right? This was back in 1999, which right. m might as well have been 100 years ago because <laughs> it was before iPhones, it was before TikTok, it was before social media right. could influence anybody. Right? iPhone didn't happen or for in, eight years. Yeah, or even <laughs> inspire somebody. So yeah. I think, you know, design today is all about inspiration, right? And whether you're using Pinterest or you're using Instagram, you know, there are, there's imagery, there are, there are stories that inspire you. Where did you go for that? How did you find that? You know, did you just um, make it up as you went. I've always, uh, the way I, my personal philosophy about design and, and the way I approach design is one where it's a form follows function yeah. kind of I've approach. heard that before, I think. <laughs> and uh, once or twice. I, I, think, I, I think of myself as very, try to be anyway, a very rational designer. Like I want uh, to have purposeful design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I don't like fluff in design. This is just me, I'm not saying fluff is bad. Yeah. It's just not what I do well, I yeah. think. that whatever it is that we do has to have meaning and a reason why we did it yeah. and to be functional. And commercial interiors is sort of strives for that in a way. Like, you know, uh, you, you have a program, you're trying to fit that program into a floor plan yep. or, into, yep. or evaluate several buildings and floor plans. It's like, how can you do that in a very efficient way? And which speaks to cost effectiveness, and in a way, it's yeah, a efficiency you, as a you know, sustainability so, strategy. So you're building a house right now, right? And I've heard you talk about this house building. I know it's project. been tormenting me it's, for quite a while. Yeah, it is clearly tormenting you. But I, I just, how did you research product? How did you find the right stuff? Like, how did you do it back then in 1999? I, 
Well, it was hard, and right? um, we, you know, we did it in in a very traditional sense. You know, like um, some places we we just call them and say, you know, tell me, are are you doing anything in this area? You know, like yeah. uh, I remember at the time we used Shaw Carpet and and. Uh, you know, it was a good, solid car company. We knew people there, and we uh, talked to them about what they're doing, and they were excited. Did you think that, you drove behavior that somebody a little cared bit? about this? Yeah, yeah. But did you think that you kind of pushed the manufacturers a little bit? Like, hey, can you take this out of your product? Or? I'm not sure that we uh, pushed them Able with that first project yeah, that we did. Yeah. But once we, you know, we did Greenpeace, then we did Environmental Defense Fund in Washington, which was one of the first lead uh, pilot projects, lead for commercial interiors pilot projects. Uh, we did World Wildlife Fund and uh, and the UN Environment Program yeah. and Conservation International, and you know, yeah, you and it started to steamroll. And we we kind of for a while there. Did you ever worry that you cornered were getting, the market yeah, of environmental organizations? Yeah. <laughs> did you ever worry that maybe you were getting a little bit too, you know, no, specialized? I, I, I guess? no, okay. I never worried about that. And because this is just what I wanted to do, and these were obviously going to be the early adapters. Yeah. of sustainability. Yeah. yeah. And uh and then we started to creep in and work for corporations uh like we did um I think it was Avedas we, we did an Aveda Institute in Washington DC yeah. for Aveda and obviously a very environmental uh very environmentally conscious company. Yeah. And uh we did I think their first lead project we did Apple's first Lead project, although I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about that. But uh, it was their government well, affairs office. Well, let's talk office. about it. <laughs> Tell me a little more about but, that Apple uh, project. Yeah. But at any rate, you know, yeah. it started to branch out, and uh, you know, the more we built a portfolio of what were not only green projects but really beautiful design award-winning projects. Yeah, which back then we didn't think you could have both. Exactly. Everybody and, was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna design sustainable space. It's gonna be like a thatched." Uh, a thatched roof hut and you're going to have a lot of burlap and uh. well exactly and it looked like you know it's going to look like a recycled newspaper or something like that yeah, and and yeah, yeah. and frankly a lot of the sustainable design early on was more about sustainable than it was design yeah and i had, my partner and i had come from uh, a very well regarded design firm in washington and we thought you know what there's no reason why we can't do really beautiful design and make it sustainable. And I've always, yeah. always said, you know, if you're a good chef, you can go into anybody's kitchen or anybody's kitchen sure. in their refrigerator and make a great meal. Yeah. But you have to be good. Yeah. And it's harder to right. be good when Quick you've got Q&A. those limitations. Biggest technological innovation that's helped you practice better design since you started. I would have to say the 3D visualization tools. Oh, really? In terms of design with capital D design. Yeah. In that we can test things before, you know, uh, and and we can 3D model and have virtual reality and actually be in spaces before they're designed. And, yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can look around and, 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 and check things like just – that have to do with a um, uh, a sensibility 
of, of uh, you know, balance and order. And do you still like draw? That. Do you still draw? I draw all the time. I have yeah. no idea how to use those technology school. tools school. at you all. Think that, you think there's a whole new generation of designers that really don't draw, right? <laughs> they're, they use all... <clears throat> they're, they're, that is digital. true. I think that it's a bit of a dying art. I yeah. mean, the better schools still require a little bit of it. And I'll tell you, there is absolutely no substitute for being in a meeting with a client and some new idea comes up that you haven't designed or maybe they're not quite liking the idea that we've shown and where you can roll out a roll of trace, yeah, pull yeah. out a pen and sketch it for them and have it be a critical, credible sketch they that get looks it. like a, a designer or an architect drew it. Yeah. And that is a skill that I found to be extremely valuable yeah. uh, in building confidence with clients. Yeah. Biggest um, challenge right now, building your home in Park City that you want to have it basically net zero, right? Cost of materials. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Cost a freaking fortune to build in Park City and oh, it's you're... killing me. Oh, okay. Well, that's Park City. That doesn't have any, that doesn't have anything to do with sustainability. All right. <laughs> you're, oh, you're, with you're, the sustainability yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah, oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. See, we've spent no, all this no, time no. telling people there's no premium no, I, to I, it. You know, you kind of want it all and we are looking at everything, um, you know, and uh, just trying to you know, avoid high embodied carbon materials like steel and concrete, which unfortunately have to go into the structure. I mean, one of the things that I'm having to design for there that I'm, I wasn't particularly used to was the idea of the heavy snow loads. We're at 7,000 feet. We yeah. get, you know, three to 400 inches of snow every year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're also in a seismic zone. So I have shear walls in my house, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, and it's just more material. Yeah, yeah. And it's it and and really, there's a lot of carbon wrapped up in your structure. So I'm a little disappointed about that. But I did go piece by piece with my structural engineer, going every piece of steel he had in there. Could that be wood? And how big oh. a piece of wood would that be? So you're kind of going and, back to the old days when you questioned everything. You're, yeah. You no, like I try to that now. try to vet everything that goes in. And I know a lot more about product. I do miss the fact that this is a personal endeavor and not uh, a personal will endeavor where I have resources. Yeah. I'm going to have people re <laughs> Limited resources. research this for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really can't do that with my own house project. So I'm doing it on my own, but I'm You have to learn also, how to sell yourself on the value proposition a little bit. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying getting back into it because yeah. I have been uh, in this high altitude orbit yeah. um, the last five years or so. And, and I, it's nice to come back and, and get my hands dirty. So somebody who's really been, I mean, you've been, you've been pushing environmental design longer than anybody I know. What, what are you looking forward to? What's your, what's your look into the future? Where do you like, how, how do you think we're going, where do you think we're going here? Are you optimistic? Are you <sighs> bullish? Are you? I'm trying to be optimistic, John, but it's hard. Yeah. Um, I would say that um, from a design perspective, we need to make some major shifts in a hurry. And um, I think that we could get more help from the press on this because I think uh, designers go to 
the design press for inspiration. Yeah. Uh, and um, and I I I think there's maybe a little too much inform- yeah, emphasis on fashion or new or different yeah. than good or right. Uh, and so I think that um, uh, there needs to be a little bit more of that because we got to have a mind shift. There's no reason why we can't be new and different uh, and still be uh, focused on things like embodied carbon, which is, you know, is just a, a huge issue and we're part of it. And as designers, we have this tremendous buying power. We're like shoppers yeah. that, that are responsible for spending millions and millions of dollars every year. Yep. And, yep. Uh, and we need to be spending that money on the right things and, and really looking at design differently and what's important in design. And, what, and, and that's one of the things that our um, ASAD Committee on Climate and Health and Equity is trying to reshape um, the uh, definition of what good design is and right. what and what does it need to include? It needs to be, you know, it needs to be functional. Uh, it needs to be cost effective. It needs yep. to be all these things, but it also needs to tread as lightly on the environment as possible. Yeah, and yeah. be as healthy as possible. Yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, so you got to be optimistic, otherwise you become a so you become a Debbie Downer man. Nobody wants to hang around with <laughs> Debbie Downers. No, right? no, it's true. And I, I, um, and we have a big role to play. Yeah, in this that I don't think has been fully realized. What last question? Because we got to wrap it up. But let's 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 talk to young designers for a minute, right? And looking back at the hundred years that you've been practicing design <laughs> since the 1800s when you were making log cabins, <laughs> what, what, give us, so, so talk to the young designers out there that might be listening to this today. What can they do, right? Well, how can they make the kind of impact that you've been able to make in the industry? Well, I think if you care about the planet and you care about the future, um, which they all are going to tell you they do. They, it, yeah, let's All hope right. so. Yep, let's hope. And and uh, it, because I think it's unfortunately it's theirs to fix. We've created a hell of a mess for them. In this profession in general, um, when you come out of it, you know, I mean, going into it, it, it half of what you're going to learn is going to be taught to you by your firm. You know, you're going to learn how you know how to put together a project, and you're going to learn building codes. You're going to Hopefully you are in with a good group of designers that's really going to help you um, develop your design talent and, and, and abilities. Um, and the other half is on you. Uh, it's up to you okay. to say, I'm going to do this. Whether this firm I'm in at this moment right out of school is the right firm for me or not. There's a hell of a lot to be learned from an, you know, working Any anywhere. Yeah. But um, but the rest is going to be up to me. I make a personal commitment to learning about sustainability and how I can do better. So when I see opportunities to apply that in my job, I can do it. But I'm not going to wait for my firm to tell me how to no. do that. Okay, I'm going to do that on my own. I'm going to learn about it, and uh, you know. And if you get licensed, you're going to end up having to do a certain amount of continuing education, whether you're an architect or an interior designer, in order to maintain your license. 
And so uh, choose those things where you learn about mm -hmm. uh, sustainability or health and wellness or equity and things like that. Choose those things. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, because that other 50% is really going to have a lot to determine where you're going to end up in your career. Okay. Cool. And do you want to be a leader or do you want to be a follower? There you go. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you giving me 20 minutes. One of my best friends. It took me a, right. over a year to get him on the podcast, but we, we I got love you, you brother. Here. Love you back, man. <laughs> <laughs>